Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lost Teams podcast. I am your co-host, Anthony Ciardelli. Here with me again today is my fellow co-host, Andrew Lennox. Andrew, how's it going? Uh, not too bad, Anthony. How you doing, man? Doing well. A little sleepy. Didn't get some, didn't sleep so well last night, but uh, feeling pretty good overall. How's, good. Uh, how's the week been for you? Same as every other week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same, same as every other team, week in quarantine life. Um <laughs> To our audience, uh, apologies on the on the two week hiatus. We just both of us got busy in our everyday lives, so we couldn't report, record an episode last week. But we're back uh, back at you with one. Uh, and uh, who are you going to tell us about today, Andrew? What uh, what team? Well, it's quite the quite the story. Um, the <laughs> this is names completely off the charts. It's the American Defenders of New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire. A yeah, bit so of my, you, uh, my home state. Yeah, in your old backyard. My old, yeah. Pretty much New Hampshire is so small that anywhere's your old backyard as long as you're in New Hampshire. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the, the name is pretty pretty funny. So we'll, we'll get into it here. Um, so they actually um, played in the Can-Am League, which was an independent pro league, mostly in the Northeast and parts of Canada, like Ontario and Quebec. In 2009, they were rebranded. The, the Nashua, is it Nashua? Is that how you say it? Nashua, yeah. Nashua Pride. So um, they wanted to uh, make a change and <laughs> a little bit more about the franchise. Uh, Nash- Nashua for, was, they had a team in Nashua from 1998 to 2008 and they were only called um the american defenders of new hampshire in 2009 i believe and then they moved from to pittsfield do you know where that is yeah that's in like western mass okay so they had um some pretty interesting players that came through their team like uh former colorado rocky dante bachette Huh. Um, I, well, I'm not positive if they just played in that league. I couldn't find any information, but um, so some the fans were able to see some pretty good players. Like Dante Bichette was really good. That must Sam, have been his. That must have been like post major league career. He must have yeah, played like as been. a kind of just keeping it going. Like Pedro Guerrero, who played. I remember him playing in the Northern League. Yeah, because Bichette played for the Red Sox, I think, at the end of his career. Oh, so he did. He, uh, yeah, he must oh, okay. have just gone north. Okay. A player, uh, Sam Horn, also. Uh, Pete Incoviglia, I remember him playing for the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. And Lance Johnson. Um, so in 2009, the team was struggling financially, and they were sold to the Boston Baseball All-Stars LLC. Um, the CEO was a, a lieutenant, um, Lieutenant Commander Terry Alverd. Um, he actually took over and ran the Pride's operations. So with the rebranding, um, the the Pride became a militaristic squad uh, called the American Defenders of New Hampshire, as I mentioned. That's so, I mean, that's so New Hampshire-y. I, I'm curious if they changed the name. I know the guy was in the military that, that managed uh-huh. the team or ran the team, but the National Pride, I can't. I remember that I remember the team being named the National Pride and like at no point in my I I guess what I'm getting at is is changing the team name was that like a homophobic reaction like <laughs> just cuz of the now I mean nowadays pride is kind of affiliated with like pride week and uh-huh. and like uh, LGBTQ LGBTQ pride I don't 
mean to offend if I labeled that wrong, but like, I wonder if it was just like kind of people like, oh, we can't be named the pride. We can't be associated with that. We're, we're going to name ourselves a strong military name. Like we're going to be the American defenders of New Hampshire. Yeah. Well, I think they had just, you know, some tough, like some owners that like they had a few different owners before they were called the American defenders of New Hampshire. And they were sold to this Boston baseball all-stars LLC. And Apparently, uh, the you know Lieutenant Commander Terry Alvord wanted to really bring the military into this team name. So I, I have no idea if the, the pride thing, if that was yeah, it was like why a the team was named or changed. Maybe it was the so. un, maybe it was the unspoken reason, uh, right? Which sucks because I mean that's not a, that shouldn't be a, a reason to change a team. But we're also right. But we also have no idea. Yeah, we're still making that up. <laughs> Uh, but the thing that I thought that was weird was um, I read uh, that they were the name was changed to this is on Wikipedia to uh-huh. emphasize the globalism of the United States military. Like what what Joe Schmo just living in anywhere in the country like knows what that means. Like the word globalism. I don't even think I really know what it means. I don't know what it means. It's just so. it's just a stretch. But yeah, so it was. Yeah, as, as you're already seeing, this this was kind of a shit show team. So franchise, I should say. Uh, well, the team wore uniforms that were modeled after desert desert camouflage fatigues. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine what those looked like. Um, and the, their promotions team came up with the mascot Ground Zero. Wow. Uh, yeah, that wow. wore a, yeah that wore a fatigue like like the players and war paint. And what do you think the number was of the mascot? Nine eleven. Correct. Oh, <laughs> you just reading that off. Wikipedia. No, no. I was about to say 69 and then I paused. No, not a, no fun allowed in the, in this team. No. So it was nine eleven. So very serious, uh, mascot, um, that probably looked like a teddy bear or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, there's a reason. New Hampshire is like the most, I think, considered the most conservative of the New England states. Some people, oh, some know people, that. yeah. Somebody, one of a kid I knew used to call it the South of the North, like in a no way, like positively. And I was like, that's not a positive thing. I'm not, <laughs> not proud of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's probably one of the reasons why. Yeah. Okay. Um, so <laughs> you're gonna love this. So the the new branding didn't sit well with in Nashua as crowds numbered fewer than a hundred at times. That's uh that's kind of, so my cousins live outside of Nashua, like in Southern New Hampshire, that's basically uh-huh. the suburbs of Boston. So yeah, it's, it's not like they're playing in like rural country bumpkin part of New Hampshire. That's like the most populous part. I mean, Nashua, Manchester, Bedford, all those areas are like suburbia pretty much so there you oh, got a okay. lot of people there you can watch games so if you i know you've got a lot of other sports nearby but mm-hmm. uh you should be able well, to get people to that stadium yeah they played in a stadium that was held 2800 um you may know the stadium i guess it's was constructed in 1937 um it's called holman stadium yeah i've seen a game there so uh this was only a few years ago when I think they were like the summer league bat summer wood mm-hmm. bat league team. Um but it's a nice stadium. I mean, uh we sat in the one of the luxury boxes, not a big deal. Just yeah. I mean it was it <laughs> All was right, a box, Biz. 
yeah it's it was it was a nice experience they had like bottles of water and pizza and good seats it was it was a really it's a nice stadium yeah cool i'm glad they're still able to use it yeah i I don't know what the current situation if it's still there but no it must be if you only went a few years ago Mm -hmm. yeah no that's cool um so yeah they had terrible crowds so um their g their gm was named chris hall and he was fired in favor of you may know this name former boston red sox gm dan duquette oh yeah and then former um baltimore orioles did he move on to the orioles for a little while and hire like buckshaw walter so yeah uh, i don't know if he's still in well i'm sure he's involved in baseball still somehow yeah but he had a long he he was the one that theo epstein replaced i think and then i mean yeah it was like 10 years or, or maybe like seven or eight until he got back into into major league baseball at least as a gm did they win a world series under him no, they were, okay. he, that was like the end of the curse. I forget when he left, but I think Theo Epstein came in like 2002 or three. So he was like late two. I think Duquette is the one who's, who signed um, Pedro or signed Pedro and Manny Ramirez, but I don't remember if they signed or traded for, I think signed. Mm, okay. Well, yeah. So he became the new GM. Um, one, one thing that was pretty funny is the the promotions team came up with a as I said the mascot ground zero zero but they also wanted to shut down play every time uh, it was the time nine eleven p.m. So and, they they used to do that. Do you remember in the majors like right after that happened, uh, right after nine eleven at nine nine eleven p.m. for the night games they'd sing. I think they'd do a moment of silence and then that's when they started singing God Bless America like during the seventh inning stretch. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well then there must have been a thing but because they wanted to play yeah God bless America, but the Can Am League quickly shut that down. Canada. The Canada part of the league is very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They they shut it down. So it was I don't know if it actually ever happened. The league might have put the kibosh on it pretty quick. Just, um, just stifling all the patriotism of the state of New Hampshire. Right. So there wasn't like, I couldn't find a ton of information. So they were only, they were, this rebranding was only, only lasted a year. So it was just 2009. Um, so the team continued to uh, struggle financially. Like, you know, before I mentioned uh, when, what's his name, Terry, uh, I should say, Lieutenant Commander Terry Olverts took over. The team was struggling, obviously. So their struggles continue. Um, and the city of uh, Nashua um, actually came, evicted them. Oh. Um, well, <laughs> they, so they evicted the team and in trying to shut them down from not playing again, um, they parked a tractor on home plate to prevent the team from finishing its home schedule. Oh, that is, it's just so New Hampshire-y. Like the tractor, I mean, that's not, I'm trying to think of a more New Hampshire Is there a lot of thing. farms up there? In the northern part, there are farms in the southern part too, actually. There's a good, yeah. there's a good amount of farms in, in the Nashville. I'm trying to think of like the, the land around my cousins where my cousins live. There's some farms there, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not too. I've been to New Hampshire once, as we talked about, but it was for a short period of time. Well, you so played. You played junior hockey, right, in in New England? Did you? Yeah, uh, some some yeah, 
I played for multiple teams, but yeah, that was one of my stops. Did you ever um, play in at Skate Three? Uh, no, uh, maybe I don't that know. I a, played in Hooksit, New Hampshire. Yeah. That's to well, Skate Three is technically Tingsboro, Mass, but that's where the Nashua teams played. So, uh, it's not important. <laughs> right? No, <laughs> went off on a tangent there, but yeah, no, I had that's the only time i've been to new hampshire it looked nice <laughs> uh, so um going back into the team so yeah they were prevent prevented by the city of nashua to finish their season they weren't able to uh finish it off as they had tons of creditors coming after them so uh one one of the they you know this team was so patriotic um, the list of unpaid creditors added up, as I said, and they owed money to like police and fire departments, which was ironic. Mm-hmm. And they had assigned first responders at home games and they weren't able to pay them. Wow. Yeah. Classy. So there goes the patriotic part of, you know, not supporting the police and fire departments <laughs> when they're trying to help the team out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, this team, as I said, rebranded itself again after that, and then soon moved to Pittsfield. Um, they also had the, you may know this name. I, I'm not familiar with his name. Um, you should know this for sure. Um, they were managed by Butch Hobson. Yep. Um, he, and he was the Red Sox manager from 92 to 94. And I think they, I don't think the Red Sox were very good then during that time period. Uh, no, they had, uh, that was right before I think Kevin Kennedy, who that was when the Red Sox kind of picked up uh, Kennedy. Now, I mean, he's, he worked for Fox for a while. He was like with um, on there with like uh, David Ortiz and those guys sometimes. Uh, yeah. He, he, so yeah, Butch Hobson was right before Kevin Kennedy, who was Kevin Kennedy was the Red Sox coach when I started coming into my Red Sox fandom and going to games and stuff, but uh, I definitely knew the name Hobson. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So he was involved with the team. Um, He's actually the manager of another independent team. Now looked him up. He's the Chicago dogs. He's um, (laughs) involved with them. So (laughs) do they still, I wonder if they still exist that since the minor leagues got contracted, although independent leagues probably weren't affected because they were already independent. So yeah, the American defenders of New Hampshire struggled financially off the field, didn't get any fans basically, but they also had some trouble playing the the game. (laughs) Uh, So they finished sixth place in the Can-Am league um, in, as I said, 2009 was their only year in existence. And the record was 36 and 58. Oh, that is yeah, not, not good. Can you just be imagine like these? I, I bet you these guys were playing like super stressed out, like just <laughs> probably running laps before the game, like doing push-ups, not getting paid, <laughs> not getting paid. Um, I'm sure they it was very strict. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they um, one of the former players actually another manager they had. Um, he, well, he, he was named actually the team's first manager. It was Brian Dabak from the Red Sox. Yeah. The old first baseman from, uh, like the late nineties, early two thousands. I remember him. He could, he could rake. I mean, he'd hit home runs. He didn't, he didn't hit for average very well, but he could hit some home runs. 
so yeah, he was the first manager, and then um, Butch, what was his name? Hobson. Butch Hobson, you know, took over. Um, I get, I don't must have t- took over mid mid season when they fired their GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as I said, they only lasted <laughs> in two thousand nine was the only one year. So yeah, so that was the American. That's the American Defenders of New Hampshire. So um, not I've- much. Yeah, go ahead. I have a, a personal connection to the American yeah. Defenders of New Hampshire or the Pittsfield, uh, the team that was there finally in their final year when they moved to Pittsburgh, Pittsfield, Mass. Um, so I had a the Pittsfield Colonials. So when I was yeah. in high school, I used to go up to like this kind of north central part of New Hampshire and like do get. I had like a pitching. I was a uh, pitcher in baseball and I had like mm-hmm. a pitching tutor who was a, a former minor league player he was really old his name was john baganzi yeah. uh but he would always tell me about this guy chad peranto and i was like like he played in the majors i'd really i mean i was kind of an idiot teenager at that time i didn't really like pay much attention yeah. but i just saw his name so chad peranto was on played on the pittsfield colonials in their final year of existence uh so i was like oh sh- i remember that name uh wonder mm. where that guy came from <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh but yeah so you said they were called the pits when they moved to uh pittsfield they were called the colonials and actually in 2010 they made the final of the can-am league and they lost wow powerhouse le capital de quebec (laughs) um actually won the league from 2009 to 2013 they won the championship every year then one in 2006. Wow, they were quite the team, uh, quite the franchise. And they pretty- they won another one in 2017. Holy cow. Um, I wonder if Bill Lee, I think Bill Lee might have played for them like late in his career. Uh, the old Red Sox pitcher who they called the Spaceman. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Um, so th- they, so just a, a little bit about the Can-Am team. They actually are Can-Am League, I should say. There was, I think at the height of its existence, there was like six teams. Oh, so wow. Small, yeah, that's pretty good. Small league. So uh, this yeah. Billy guy played for the Ottawa Champions, who were in the Can-Am oh, League. Uh, but this was 2018, I think. He probably pitched a couple games. Oh, they had a team in Brockton. Wow. The Brockton Rocks guy. Yeah. Okay. You know who they are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You hear all those team names. Is the Lowell Spin is in there? So are you familiar with this league? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I used to see – I mean, I used to go um, – I did not go to any of these games. Like I said, I went to that game at Holman Stadium. But you'd hear about all these games because they were all over the place. Um, but there's, uh, there's a, just a – it's like small town America. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of minor league teams around that are, that are, you can get to watch if you, if you don't want to go, don't want to drive down to Boston and watch the Red Sox or like we said in the last episode up to Montreal to watch the Expos back in the day, you could watch the Vermont Expos and Lake Monsters. And I think they were different. So the New York Penn league was like a short season league. That was a Lake Monsters league that was actually affiliated with the major, with major league baseball. But the, like you said, the Can-Am league was independent. So Right, kind of on their own. Um, but the, do you want to know what the nickname of Nashua is? What the Gate City, which uh, there's some other pretty funny New Hampshire nicknames that I'll just <laughs> run through. So okay. the Gate City is tame. There's Manch Vegas, which is a nickname for Manchester, New Hampshire. There's uh-huh. Space Town, which is Dairy. 
mm-hmm. Meredith, which is the latchkey to the White Mountains, and then mm. uh, the Lilac City, which is Rochester, New Hampshire. So, uh, oh, and then Rumney, New Hampshire, which is the crutch capital of the world. Apparently, very icy in Rumney, and so people are falling down and breaking their legs. Huh. So, boom. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyone out there, if you um, wanted a history lesson on New Hampshire, there it is. Yep. Un- Come talk to me about New Hampshire. Yeah. Anthony Holy works for <laughs> Anthony works in the uh, tourism office from California for New Hampshire. <laughs> I work remotely from California <laughs> for the yeah. state of New Hampshire. That shows right. you how much I love. I do love New Hampshire. There's a lot of nice places and things about it, but I wouldn't want to live there anymore. And I don't. The, uh, yeah, no, I'm sure it's, I mean, I remember the time I went to, it was really nice. I was there. You, you're like the, uh, what's that guy's name? Who was married to Fergie. He's like the North Dakota ambassador. Oh, um, but hasn't lived in North Dakota for a hundred years, probably. Yeah. What's his name? Josh something, right? Josh Duhamel. Okay. Or Duhamel. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty well known. Served 10 years under Fergie. Yeah. Well, good run, right? Good Hollywood run. That's actually impressive. That is good for the for show business, for sure. Right. Well, anyway, we got off complete topic there but that's the american defenders of new hampshire so my source for the american defenders of new hampshire um is the always reliable website that we've used on several occasions fun while it lasted.net and uh, and uh drew crosley is created the website so he's responsible for this wonderful information <laughs> thank you drew Yes, thank you, Drew. Well, you did a great job. Thank you for telling us about uh, the American Defenders of New Hampshire. So that means our last few episodes were Vermont, New Hampshire uh, oh, focused, which is awesome. We're keeping it New England. Yeah, we're keeping it New England. And then we're going to go over to Colorado, I think, for our next episode. And I think on that note, we should probably give everyone our social media handles. Mine is, you can find me on Twitter at Deli Tweets. That's D-E-L-L-I-T-W-E-E-T-S. And Andrew, where can they find you? At A-W-L-E-N, A-W-L-E-N-N. Got it. And you can also find me on Instagram at uh, The Media Deli as well, where I'll post a lot of this stuff. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you, guys. Have a good rest of your week.